Welcome to season two of the Wherever You Go podcast. My name is Sam Bauer, and I'm a wife, mom, business owner, and lover of Jesus. My hope with this podcast is to encourage my listeners by sharing my experiences to follow the dreams in your heart and become the person that God created you to be. I hope you enjoy episode five. Believing in God is not the same as having a relationship with God. And if you like this episode, please leave a comment or review on the platform you are listening, or even better, share it with a friend. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, friends. <laughs> I've had a uh, crazy couple months. Anyone else? Uh, it's been like six weeks since I've recorded an episode, and I am sorry for that. Um, between like this virus that's going around our house that's causing a cough that just doesn't seem to want to go away and a bunch of other personal things um, that we've had going on. I've allowed myself to become a little bit delayed in recording, which has been heavy on my heart because I've been thinking about this message uh, for for like two months now. Um, So I'm excited to deliver it to you and I hope that you enjoy it. Um, So I've had over the past couple years since I started doing this podcast, I've had some listeners and friends um, and even at some speaking engagements that I've done at women's retreats and things like that, I've had people come up to me afterwards and ask me about hearing from God. Um, they've, you know, come up and said, Sam, you know, in your, in your podcast or in your uh, speaking today, you know, you talked about hearing from God or being called by God to do something. And oftentimes they'll say, God never talks to me. I don't understand what you mean when you say that God showed you to move one way or another, or that he called you to do something. And so I wanted to talk about this today and encourage you because I think that oftentimes we believe in God and we believe that Jesus is the Savior, but we don't have a relationship with God. And that is the the key part of hearing from God and knowing what he wants for you. And this has not always been a thing for me. There's a very long period of my life when I believed in God. I love God. But I didn't have a relationship with God. I didn't know what that meant. And I didn't know that that was even a thing, in all honesty. God was this sovereign thing that was really far away in heaven, wherever heaven is. And I could pray to him, but he seemed far from me. And um, honestly, he seemed too good for me because he is too good for me. But as you start to have a relationship with God, <clears throat> things change. Your life changes. And so I thought, you know, I accepted Jesus as my Savior. I read the Bible here and there. I did my best to be a good person. And that's what it meant to me to be Christian. And I was good to go. I had my ticket into heaven. And yeah, I mean, accepting Jesus as the Messiah is certainly the gateway to spending eternal life in heaven. But I believe that having a relationship with God is the key to having your best life possible while you are still here in this fallen, messed up world. I don't know how people do it, honestly, today and get through the hard things in life without having 
a relationship with God. And so I want to encourage you today because no one ever sat me down and told me I could have a relationship with God. No one ever said, you know, hey, Sam, getting right with God is awesome, but having a relationship with God is the greatest relationship that you'll ever experience. And no one certainly told me about how to go about having a relationship with God. So today, I just wanted to share with you my experience and my relationship with God and what it looks like and encourage you to spend some time working on your own relationship with God. And I think just knowing that you can have a relationship with God is so awesome. This God who created everything loves us so much that we can have an intimate relationship with him and we can talk to him and he will respond. You know, back in the Old Testament, when God used to just kind of come down and talk to people or give people very clear signs, burning bushes, angels that would come and talk to people, um, I always feel like, oh man, that would be so cool. I wish God would just send me somebody to tell me what to do. And he did. (laughs) It might not be as clear and cut out um, as what we read about in the Bible. But when I fully grasped that God lives within me, I really started to realize this is somebody that wants to have a relationship with me. So I think the part that's really strengthened my intimate relations with God was when I really grasped that he lives within me. When we accept Jesus as our Savior, he sends the Holy Spirit to live in us. So what does that mean? It means that God is always with us. He's within us. I don't like to pick favorites, but of the Trinity, I have to say the Holy Spirit is the part of God that I feel the closest to. And there's a reason for that. It's because he lives inside of me. The Holy Spirit is our helper. He helps us. He knows the most intimate parts of us. And he will advocate for us even when we mess up. (laughs) So I constantly am in talks with the Holy Spirit, constantly asking for guidance, for direction, constantly asking him to point me toward what God wants for me in my life. When I have a big decision to make or I'm having a cruddy day, I immediately turn to the Holy Spirit and ask for guidance. When I'm sad, I ask the Holy Spirit for comfort. When I'm excited, I ask the Holy Spirit to check my heart and make sure that I'm excited for the right reasons, for God's reasons. When I need help, I ask the Holy Spirit to provide me with whatever help it is that I need. Realizing that God, our God, is so close to us. He's literally inside of us. I don't have to find a special time or a special room to sit in or a specific posture. I don't have to say specific words to pray or to talk to God. I can just talk to him anytime and as often as I want. Why would we not do that if we know the whole purpose of him sending the Holy Spirit in the first place? was to be there for us all of the time. He is the helper. John 14, 15 through 17 says, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him 
because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, and he lives with you and will be in you. God sent the Holy Spirit to guide, comfort, encourage, and intercede for the disciples. The Holy Spirit is the very presence of God within us and all believers, helping us live as God wants and building Christ's church on earth. What a gift. He's here, right here within us, just for each one of us. It's so amazing. So that's my first tip on having the relationship with God is talk to the Holy Spirit. He is inside of you and he wants to be your helper. When God gave us free will though, he also gave us the ability to choose to ask or the ability to try to choose to hide or ignore what's in there. Are you asking the Holy Spirit? Are you talking to the Holy Spirit? Are you trying to hide from the Holy Spirit? Listen, the Holy Spirit is our advocate. At the end of our days, he's going to go with us to the judgment seat, and he's going to advocate for us. God's going to say, you sinned. You did this, did you not? And you're going to say, yep, God, I did that. I messed up. And the Holy Spirit's going to advocate for us. He's going to say, but but she loves you, and she repented, and she tried to fix it, but she's not perfect. So you can't hide from the Holy Spirit, and he's not somebody you want to hide with or from. He's somebody that you want to have a good relationship with. And having him inside of you, at least for me, gives me confidence, gives me strength, gives me courage, makes me bold. God's inside of us. I mean, what, what other power could we want in our life for our day-to-day interactions with this world. So the next tip, and I'm not listing these in any particular order, um, but likely the most important part of having a relationship with God is getting to know Him. And how do you get to know God? You read the Bible. Open that good book up and read it. If you're somebody who thinks the Bible is boring, I don't think you've read it. There's so many crazy and exciting and some confusing stories in there, but there are parts that couldn't compete with any action movie that man has ever created. If you're looking for some excitement in the Bible, read Samuel. David's life alone had so much drama and excitement and adventure, scandal and triumph. I mean, we don't read the Bible to be entertained, so don't get me wrong, but there sure are some entertaining parts in there and things we can learn from and things that we can pray about and ask God to to make clear to us. We read the Bible to get to know God better. Who was he? What did he actually say? What did he actually do? Back in the front of the Bible, my favorite Bible man, Joshua, was told by the Lord himself. This is Joshua 1.8. So it's right before Joshua 1.9, which is the premises of my podcast. But Joshua 1.8, keep this book of law always on your life. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So I said, keep this book of law always on your life, but it actually says, keep this book of law actually on your lips. Um, either way, it works, but the, the, the correct word is lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. 
My friends, I would argue that there has been no more important time than today to arm yourself with the truth. Get to know God's word because it will help you in so many ways. It'll help you discern the truth when we live in a world where the devil is going to do everything he can to try to make you question God and God's love for the world. Knowing God's word will also help you discern that his will is for your life specifically. You're going to be able to tell what he wants for you. You'll be able to hear God when he calls you, and you'll be able to more easily tell God's voice from the voices of this world. When people ask me, how do I know that God has called me to something? One of the things that I think about when I get that overwhelming feeling to do something or I start getting excited about something or something pulls on my heart, I ask myself, how does this align with God's word? Will I be doing this thing to help further God's kingdom here on earth? Is it good? Are my feelings about what I'm about to do in line with what God would want me to do? And because I read the Bible regularly and I know God's word, I'm able to be more clear about my decisions. And if I'm not clear, you better believe I'm talking to the Holy Spirit, I'm praying, and I'm opening up my Bible to see what it says. This Bible is the greatest guidebook for everything in life. It's helped me raise my adult stepson you know, when I was younger and, and he was younger and something would happen and I didn't know what to handle it, I'd go to the Bible and I'd take my Bible and I'd sit down with Tyler and I'd say, hey, here's what the Bible says about this. And he would respond to it um, in your relationships with your spouses. You know, things happen and you can go to the Bible and you can see what God says about the situation. In my business, I mean, you think like business is separate from whatever, but it's the opposite. At least for me, my business is my mission field. And so when something's going on in my business, I go and I dive into the Bible and I get business advice from the Bible. We get tips on how to do pretty much everything in life right inside of this book. And if we're getting our tips from the Bible, from God's word, we're probably doing the right things. So know your Bible. Spend time reading it. I know some people just think it's really boring, um, but get yourself a good study Bible. There are great notes in study Bibles that help explain just about every single verse. So if you have a question, what does that mean? You can read about it and really get clarity on what that might mean and how that might apply to your life. But know the word, know the truth. There's so many people out there <clears throat> who don't know the truth and get swayed away from God because somebody else out there gives them this false narrative of what the Bible says, and it's not the truth. So we need to know the Bible. We need to know what it says. We need to, to read it and understand it so that when we hear something that's not true, we can recognize that. And so that we can better discern how to navigate this crazy world, but also so that we can grow closer to the person that God is calling us to become. It's just, I can't stress enough, read 
the Bible, not somebody else's interpretation of it. You know, devotionals are fantastic. I love devotionals. However, there's somebody else's interpretation of the Bible. So imagine if you are doing a devotional, which I think is a good thing, go to the Bible still. When you read the verse, usually a devotional will come with a Bible verse and then it'll be a story or a a short paragraph and somebody's um, interpretation of what that is. Also, go into the actual Bible, read that verse, read the verses before it, read the verses after it, and interpret it yourself. (coughs) Because the other cool thing about the Bible is you can read it a thousand times and it's going to mean something different to you a thousand times because it is the living word and God's going to speak to you through his words in the time of life or the situation that you're in and it's going to hear different to you than it might have two years ago when you read that same verse and you were in a different part of your life. So read the Bible. I encourage you, (laughs) read the Bible. Um, And my last tip about having a relationship with the Father is the same tip that I'd give you on having a good relationship with anyone in your life. Spend time with God. Be intentional about it. You set date nights with your spouse. You're intentional about spending time together with your kids. You know, you might have game night once a week or you might have movie night or pizza Friday or whatever it is. You have that time set that's just for spending time with people that you love. You set up coffee dates or girls' nights out or tea times, golf tea times with your buddies because spending time with them is good for your soul. I'm in a lot of networking groups and I constantly am um, sharing with others how important I think it is to have one-on-ones with other business partners. It's a one-on-one meeting with another business person to get to know them better so that we can find ways to help each other more. So if we're doing these things and creating this time for all the other people in our life, are you being intentional about having a one-on-one with God? Every day, set aside time to read your Bible, pray, to journal, or to sit in silence with the Lord. Whatever it is that works for you, and it's going to be different for everybody. For me, journaling is like my thing. I love to write. As you can tell, I'm a wordy person. I love words. And sometimes when I talk, I get lost. But when I write things down, things become much more clear to me. So I have a prayer journal where I will just write my prayers in a journal. I'll tell God what's on my heart. And I get so much clarity from doing that. Sometimes I just sit in silence. I just sit on the floor. I try to sit there for two minutes in silence. And I tell God, your servant is listening. Tell me what you need me to hear. And I'm not going to lie. Most of the time, my mind gets distracted and I hear nothing. (laughs) But I keep doing it. And sometimes I do hear things during that time. But I have some uh, issues with shutting my mind off. And so that's, I think, why journaling works better for me. But I say that to make a point that like everybody's different. Your time with God is going to be unique to you and Him. It's just important that you do it. For me, if I miss one day, I can tell the difference in that day. I need that time. You know, those 20 minutes early in the morning where I just hang out with God. I read a Bible verse. I do some journaling. It fills up my cup and gets me ready for the day. It reminds me whose child I am. It gives me confidence and strength, and it makes me excited to go into the day to do God's work. 
God doesn't need me to do that. God doesn't need it. It doesn't fill up God's cup. God's cup is full. (laughs) Um, God is there for me regardless of how I feel. He never leaves me, but I need him. I need time with him. He gives me strength and confidence. He gives me exactly what I need for the day. This is the time when I hear God. This is the time when God communicates with me because I am open to it. I'm intentional about it and I'm asking him to talk to me because I'm ready to listen. You know, it might be a feeling or a verse that I read or something that I journal, um, but this is the time where I often have those moments of, oh God, this is what you want. Like it's so clear all of a sudden. And if you aren't hearing from God, if you feel like God is far away from you, just ask yourself, am I spending enough time with God? Be honest. Because every time in my life that I've ever felt like God's far away, it's not because of God. It's because of me. It's because I haven't been talking to him. I haven't been reading my Bible. I haven't been taking time to sit down with him. When something's failing in my relationship with God, a hundred percent of the time, it's my fault. (laughs) Because God is perfect. You know, in our relationship with humans, it's easy to say, oh, it's the other person. (laughs) But in your relationship with God, you need to really look at yourself if it's failing because it's never God's fault. He is always there no matter what. And as soon as I get back into my habit, as soon as I set aside that time and I start doing things, all of a sudden I feel his presence more. It's on us to have a relationship with God because God gave us free will. God didn't force us to love him. He didn't, when he created us, he didn't say, you will follow me. You will, um, you know, be my, my servants, nothing like that. We choose to do it because we love God so much. And there are a lot of people that don't choose it. And that is their choice. And so because he allowed us the choice to have a relationship or not with him, then we have to make the effort. Because as soon as we do, our lives will change in so many ways. Yes, believing that Jesus was sent to this earth to save us for our sin, that he died and then he rose again, and that he will come back to make this earth perfect is the way to get into heaven. For the only way to the Father is through the Son. But having a real relationship with God during your time here on earth is a gift that we can give ourselves. When I started this podcast, I wanted to encourage my listeners to lean into the dreams in your heart, to become the person that God created you to be. I believe that having an intimate relationship with God is the key to becoming who God created you to be. You can walk around as a believer trying to be a good person, not really knowing God's word, but knowing that he is God. And that is is the way to get into heaven. But when you take the step to have a relationship with him, when you take the step and the time and you learn his word, it's going to change your life here in this world forever. You're going to find meaning and value in every interaction. You're going to have like this light about you. You're going to have a joy in your heart knowing 
that the Holy Spirit's inside of you, guiding you, helping you. You're never going to feel lonely because God's with you all the time. You're always going to feel loved because God loves you all the time. And again, it's just a matter of us taking the step, talking to God. He never gets tired of hearing from us. He never gets tired of listening to us. He never gets tired of helping us and guiding us. In fact, I don't think that there's anything that he probably wants more than for us to say, God, I want to be closer to you. I want to have a relationship with you. I want to become who you created me to be so I can do your work here in this world. I really believe that. And so if you're someone who's been a believer for years, but you've never considered that you could have a relationship with God, or you never know how to have a relationship with God, or you just never really thought of it as like an intimate relationship, but just that he is this big, awesome God far, far away in a galaxy far away that does these amazing things, maybe for other people or that he talks to other people, but that you can never be somebody that hears him. I want to encourage you and challenge you to just pray a little prayer, just a simple little prayer. Dear God, I love you. I believe that Jesus is our savior, but I admit that I have not pursued a relationship with you in the past. God, I want to know you better. I want to hear your voice. I want to become who you've created me to be. Open my eyes, God, and increase my desire to continue to deepen my relationship with you. Help me to find ways to get to know you better. Draw me closer to you, God. I love you. Amen. And my friends, I am excited to hear what happens when we do this. When we really start to have relationships with God, he will open your eyes in ways that they've never been opened. He will open your hearts in ways that they've never been opened before. And I can't wait to hear how that changes your life. I'm going to end today with Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go.